Well, a good day to you, and it is Friday here at Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on EWTN Radio. Along with the show team, I believe we have everybody in place, Ace, Jeff, and Matt today. I'm Jerry Usher, along with Debbie Giorgiani and you. And we have a topic today that I think will be, actually it should be, a very significant interest to you because we all know people who have passed away. And we're going to be talking about that, that state of purification or that stage of purification. Church doesn't really define if it's a time period or whatever, but purgatory and the souls in purgatory, uh, especially those with no one to pray for them, can be greatly assisted by our prayers and sacrifices. So, Debbie, today we want to hear from the Take Two family about what they do to help and pray for and move along those souls in purgatory into paradise. We never want to assume that our loved ones and our friends have made it to paradise, so we, we just always want to be praying for them as the church militant, right? And so we want to pray for the souls in purgatory, and then if, you know, if your loved one or your friend is in the beatific vision that is amazing, those prayers will be applied. They have merit. They will be applied to those that, that need it most. And it's very, very important that we continue to pray for the souls in purgatory and offer um, sacrifices like fasting and, and things like that to really help move those souls along to the beatific vision. And, um, and we want them in paradise. We want them in heaven, right? But what are you doing? That's the question we want to ask. What are you doing uh, to commit that, um, you know, intention? and that time to the souls in purgatory, all the souls, you know, those that you, of, of those that, you know, the ones that you know, and you, and you love those ones that have passed on that are, that are part of your family. We understand that, but all the souls, because we want as many souls to get to heaven as possible. So how are you praying for the souls in purgatory? We're asking that question today on take two with Jerry and Debbie. We really need you to fill the phone lines and I'm going to share that's of, of a, a comment that has been coming in. We received it a half a dozen times, actually similar, uh, coming into the spirit world. That's the, the other show I, I co-host with Adam Bly, religious demonologist about people, um, getting, um, messages, uh, that they believe is from, uh, people who have passed on that, that are possibly in purgatory and are in need of prayers. And Mm. I will share, uh, what Adam, um, responded to those, those folks. So it's very interesting show today. A lot happened happening today in the world and a lot happening spiritually today. A lot of people woke up this morning saying, I don't know, something feels really off today. So there's a lot happening. So we want to make sure you focus on this show talking about prayer and purgatory. The number to dial is 833-288-3986. Very simple question. What do you do to assist the souls in purgatory? 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six. It could be someone that you love, could be a, a spouse that passed away, a child, unfortunately, maybe who passed away, or a parent, a grandparent. We all know people who have died, and we really do want to assist them with our prayers. So do you have masses said for the souls in purgatory? Do you pray rosaries? Chaplets of Divine Mercy are very, very powerful. Yes. And really, even, yes. even the sacrifices that we undertake, fasting and abstaining, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that because uh, the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem is calling for a day of fasting, prayer, and abstinence on Tuesday. We'll mention that in a minute. But what do you do? How do you how do you help pray for the souls in purgatory? That's the question. Lines are going to fill up. I know this is going to be a very full broadcast. So call right now, 833-288-3986. That's 833 833- 288 
888-379-3986. We're talking about praying for the souls in purgatory and praying for those souls that they don't have anybody to pray for them, you know? So we got to remember all souls. And we're coming up soon to All Saints Day, All Souls Day. Very important we talk about this. We are in the month of October, the the month of the Most Holy Rosary. Jerry, today is the um, anniversary of the 1917 Miracle of the Sun in Fatima, Mm -hmm. Portugal, where over 70,000 folks witnessed this miracle of the sun. Uh, Quite amazing. You can actually see the coverage. Um, There's a lot of video out there with newspaper clippings and stuff and the what all of the witnesses had to say. It's, it's pretty, um, you know, just incredible what, what everybody witnessed. But that's the power of God and, and the power of prayer and, the, and the, um, the ability for us to really focus on what is, what is true, Jerry. And, and one of the things that is true is that we are the church militant and the church suffering needs us. And so we must pray for the souls in purgatory. Good time to do that would be Tuesday when hopefully you'll be praying for peace and justice in the world. Um, Cardinal Pierre Battista Pizzaballa, he is the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem and the President of the Assembly of Catholic Ordinaries of the Holy Land, has appealed to the world, folks, to the world, to you as, as an individual, as a family, as a parish, as a diocese. He is appealing. He says, we ask that on Tuesday, October 17th, everyone hold a day of fasting, abstinence, and prayer. And this is for, again, all of the troubles in the world that are going on right now, especially in the Holy Land area in the Middle East. He says, let us organize prayer times with Eucharistic adoration and with the recitation of the rosary to our Blessed Virgin Mary. He says, although most probably in many parts of our dioceses, circumstances will not permit large gatherings, it is possible to organize simple and and sober, common moments of prayer in parishes, religious communities, and families. So, folks, again, this coming Tuesday, October 17th, please take this very seriously. The world needs your participation in this event, and that is a day of fasting, abstinence, and prayer on Tuesday. And we're talking about prayer today, about praying for the souls in purgatory. And after this very short break, um, I'll share what Adam Bly, religious demonologist, had to say when we had um, many comments come in that that folks are uh, receiving um, possible messages from purgatory of souls that have passed, and they are in need of prayer, folks. And they they need our prayers. So that's why when you say, what is my prayer going to do? It does a lot. It has merit. So how are you praying for the souls in purgatory? Will you share with us 833-288-3986? Just a really teensy-weensy brief, brief catechism on purgatory. You'll find an article if you just go to EWTN.com and then use add the word purgatory. You'll find a beautiful article and also Catholic.com and the word purgatory. You will find a great article there as well. But pur- purgatory is basically, it's just a purification so as to receive the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven. Book of Revelation says in 2127, nothing unclean will enter heaven. There are a lot of other scripture verses and catechism quotes. So we're asking you, how do you pray for and aid the souls in purgatory? 833-288-3986. It's going to be right back to get to Kim and Christina and others here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. We're asking the question today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. How are you praying for the souls in purgatory? 
in purgatory? Are you praying for the souls in purgatory? Do you understand purgatory? Do you realize that they are the church suffering? You have the church militant. That's us here on earth, walking this journey, trying to get to heaven. You've got the church suffering in uh, purgatory, waiting to be uh, fully, you know, just absolutely spotless so they can be in the beatific vision. And then you have the church triumphant. Okay. Those are those saints that have made it and everybody's rooting for us and everybody's praying for us. So we need to pray for them. But before we get to the phones, we did mention that October is the month of the most holy rosary, Jerry. And this month's devotion, uh, we wanted to highlight St. John Paul II uh, called uh, the rosary his favorite prayer. Yes, he did. In which we meditate with Mary upon the mysteries, which she as a mother meditated on in her heart. Remember, he came up with the luminous mysteries. I love the luminous mysteries because it's all about ministry. I, Jesus's ministry work. I love that. The rosary is one of, uh, one of the most cherished prayers of our Catholic Church. Join in this devotion uh, to Mary. And there goes my screen. Okay. Join in this devotion to Mary and strengthen our connection to Our Lady with rosary beads, bracelets, boxes, pouches, and rings. All of this is available during this beautiful month of October, the month of the Most Holy Rosary at, drum roll, EWTNRC.com. Perfect. Good time of year to be going to EWTNRC.com because we know you're probably on the lookout for special gifts for the, the ones you love at Christmas. And we here at Take Two always encourage you to give gifts of faith, at least mix some of those in with the toasters and the ties and the, all the other things that you're going to give. So, all right, we're talking about how you help the souls in purgatory through prayer, sacrifice, and other means. Kim is in Minnesota. We will start with Kim listening on Real Presence Radio today. Thanks for calling, Kim. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning, and Whoa. God bless all of you and for everything that you do. Um, I was really drawn to call because I love, I, I have such a love for the poor souls in purgatory. Um, they need us. Once they're gone, there's no one, they can't help themselves, and we really need to be there for them, to pray for them, to sacrifice for them, and I especially pray for the ones who have nobody. Like, they may have family members who don't believe, or their family members have passed away, and I just, I feel for them. And I try to pray on my way, like if I walk to work, I'll say a prayer for them, or I'll donate, or I will say one message of the Divine Mercy Chaplet for their souls. I just I just love them. I, I just pray for them. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I do. Well, that's a beautiful thing, Kim. I mean, in fact, in Second Maccabees, I think it's chapter 12, one of the areas where we have biblical support for purgatory, it says it is a holy and wholesome thing to pray for the dead that they may be loosed from their sins. And the, the souls in purgatory, as Debbie mentioned in the opening segment, if they're still in purgatory going through that purifying process, the prayers will assist them. If they have made it to heaven already, then God is going to apply those prayers to somebody else. And just think, Kim and Debbie, how many souls are in heaven praying for us right now that we, you know, we're not, they're not canonized saints, but they become our good friends in heaven when they, in a sense, graduate from purgatory. Right, right. It, it comes back around. So it's a beautiful thing. And I love that you have entered into, I, I like to call it a ministry work, uh, Kim, because it's so beautiful that you said, I, I want to remember the poor souls in purgatory because they need us. Yes, they do. And you recognize that, Kim, in your prayers. And so blessings to you, because it's only going to come back to you because they're when they get to, to heaven and even in purgatory, they are praying for you, Kim. 
them. So it's it's coming full circle, which is so beautiful as as the as the um, mystical body of Christ. Any any final comments, Kim? You know, we should ask uh, Saint Gertrude. Please pray for the poor souls because if we pray her prayer or the prayer that releases so many poor souls. So mm-hmm. God bless and and happy Friday. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Kim. So I want to mention real quickly before I forget, because I sometimes I can't even remember what I ate for dinner last night because I'm getting older by the second. um, But I did mention that we've had multiple comments and questions come into the spirit world with Adam Bly. And um, they've asked, they said they have encountered uh, a possible um, soul that is reaching out from purgatory. And Adam has responded and said, well, okay, so if you think it's possibly a soul from purgatory, please pray for that soul. Dedicate some prayer to that soul. And like you said, uh, Jerry, uh, some fasting and then, and then, um, if it, if, if eventually that fades, that means that, that, um, uh, that, that soul has gotten the prayers they needed and it's, and it's good to go. Now, if it keeps kind of coming around, that could possibly be a demon trying to, to trick, uh, somebody. So that's how Adam says, just go to prayer, pray for that soul. And then that soul should move on. Awesome. Well, let's go to Savannah, Georgia. Christina has us tuned in today on EWTN.com, the website. Hi, Christina. Hey, can you hear me? Very well. Okay, great. Um, Actually, uh, the uh, comment that she just made probably somewhat answers answers, uh, what um, I was just going to uh, explain. I had an experience, uh, and actually I called into the spirit world um, and sort of uh, just recently in the last month sort of opened up um, my thought to um, praying more for the souls in purgatory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I was probably about 16, and uh, it was in regards to my father. Um, He had passed, uh, and I I did not think he was... I really, he was not a very good person. So I, in my own way, made an assumption that he was probably not, he was probably, I mean, I hate to say it because I think you just made the comment that we really can't make the assumption. And um, I had an experience where, whether it was a dream, but I felt woken up and uh, I just remember experiencing um, the call, would you please pray for me? And, um, that, uh, and I knew it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as his earthly way, but I recognized who it was and that, um, he, he asked for prayers and he, he told me that, um, he knew he would be going to heaven, but he was, he needed my prayers. Right. Right. It was about, I was about 16 at the time. Um, and I did not think of it. Um, I mean, obviously I did. I was young. Um, but, uh, recently when I called into the program with you, uh, or, um, to the spirit world, I had an experience, something similar. And I think you asked me, um, if I had ever felt like a need to pray for the souls in purgatory. And, um, I'm just sort of connecting that, that maybe I, um, I have been called to do that. And so, Ever since um, the call um, with you not too long ago, I have been trying to offer up um, my difficulties for the souls and purgatory. 
uh, like today, I'm deliver. I'm a mail carrier in the rain, and it's just okay. I'm just offering this up, and I try to offer up just my un- discomforts or things like that for um, the souls in purgatory. Right, right. Well, Christina, this is Debbie, and thank you so much uh, for calling into the spirit world um, and asking the question and calling in to take two with Jerry and Debbie, which we appreciate so very much. And thank you for being a mail carrier. You know, you don't get thanked enough. I have to tell you, so many of us run to our mailbox and we need something to be delivered right away or, you know, and you guys are just constantly out there nonstop making sure that our lives are better. So thank you so very, very much for the work that you do. But Christina, I don't believe there's any accident that you called in. I don't believe it's any accident that you got through because we have full phone lines. Plus, I believe God wanted you to get through because the reason why, um, uh, we we're noticing that there's more and more comments coming in about people receiving in messages or in dreams, or just feeling like, um, somebody is trying to make contact with them from purgatory is because I personally believe Christina, um, that, you know, because prayer is not emphasized that much anymore in, in this world, that there's this lack of prayer and we are the church militant and we're supposed to be entering into dedicated prayer on a regular basis. And so I, I personally do believe Christina that you are being tapped, tapped by God. If you're open to doing it, to being that prayer warrior and helping the souls, the poor souls in purgatory, which will include your father and other loved ones. And then, and then they'll be applied to someone else. And then eventually it'll only like I, like I shared earlier with Kim, it's only going to go back around to benefit you because it all, that's how our God works. He, he works where, where everybody shares in the graces, everyone shares in the blessings if they are open to it and that they enter into it because our God loves a God that that when we participate and we cooperate, he's a, he's a God that loves that participation. So Christine, I just thank you so much for stepping up because I think you're, you're a perfect, um, you know, example for all of us and a role model that we can do the same thing. Because I think sometimes we get caught up in our own little prayers that we need, you know, father in heaven, please help me with this. I, I have this job I got to get, or this bill I have to pay or my, my marriage or my, my kids or whatever, but we need to think in a bigger, in a bigger fashion. What do you say, Jerry? I can't disagree with any of that. And I, you, you slipped it in again, you know, how uh, we, we, will, we will ultimately be the beneficiaries of people who, souls who get out of purgatory into heaven, because they, they become saints. We're all destined to become saints at some point, and the saints in heaven definitely pray for us. We know from scripture and tradition and the long teaching of the church. So beautiful call, Christina. Thank you so very, very much for getting a hold of us here, <clears throat> excuse me, on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on EWTN Radio. Maybe you can jump in and save me today. <laughs> you, you gave the frog oh, back to me, Debbie. I, I know. I did the virtual frog. That frog has been with us for eight and a half years. Do you know I that? Know. I sit here drinking water all the time. I get emails yeah. from people saying, are you diabetic? I say, no, I just drink a lot of water. Yeah. People see me wow. on the YouTube wow. and Facebook yeah. video. I'm drinking water. Well, no, that's show. interesting. I get the frog. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's like our little mini cross that we have to bear. Hmm. What do you that's think? A good question. Well, you because got your we've had mini that cross on your hat today. I do have a, a a bling cross on my hat today, my ball cap today. But I will tell you, Jerry, that that's interesting. That that virtual frog has been in this ministry for eight and a half years. <laughs> it's time for him to go find another home. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 
Okay, let's go to uh, Fremont, Ohio, and Barbara listening on Annunciation Radio today. Hello, Barbara. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for answering my prayer or my uh, call. I just want to tell you guys that we just love you here on EWTN, EWTN and uh, I just wanted to say that our rosary group before uh, Mass, we say the sixth decade for the poor souls in purgatory during the week at our daily Masses. And uh, our Blessed Mother Mary requested that we all say a sixth decade just for the poor souls in purgatory. So every day, no matter if we have Mass or not, I always say a sixth decade for the poor souls in purgatory, because I feel that they can help us after we die. Mm-hmm. And that's all my comments, but thank you, and God bless all of you. Oh, God bless you too, Barbara. And she makes a great point there. She again referenced the fact that, you know, they, they will, they will, it'll be to our advantage down the road at some point. But also this idea of adding decades to our rosaries and chaplets. I've mentioned this on the air before, Debbie. Um, I, I don't like to just necessarily make myself the primary intention of my rosary or my Divine Mercy chaplet each day. So what I do is I will add, I'll pray a sixth decade for myself, a seventh for somebody else, an eight. So I'm, I'm, I'm up to like eight, nine, ten decades in my right. rosaries and Divine Mercy chaplets every day. And that way I don't feel like I'm kind of hoarding all of the prayers for myself. Kind of but, hogging the but rosary. I'm still slipping myself in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, Padre Pio, I think, would be pleased at that because he used to say that all the time, too. You know, dedicated oh. prayer. Yeah, yeah. So dedicated prayer is very important. Um, you know, sometimes we try to pack everything into prayer. We're like, we throw this in and throw that in. It's like a stew, you know? <laughs> you mm-hmm. throw a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But, you know, when we really, um, like Barbara was just saying, take a whole decade of the rosary and dedicate it to the poor souls in purgatory, I personally believe there are are uh, tremendous blessings and graces that come out of that. Um, so please, folks, uh, I think you agree because we have full phone lines plus. So you can join. Uh, we have an on-deck uh, circle, too. So you can join in with that group. It's kind of like the back uh, green room area that you'll wait and you get to listen. 833-288-3986. We're very uh, advanced here at EWTN. We have like a uh, ready-to-go-on-air and then an on-deck and then a green room and then it's pretty cool yeah and before we resume with the calls i just want i'd like to bring up something that's very important most of us know about this but if you know somebody who's in the later stages of life and preparing to pass away by all means make sure that they at least get the anointing of the sick the last rites but there's another beautiful gift that the church offers uh, the church has been given by Christ the authority to be the dispenser of all of the the, the, the graces and the the forgiveness and the uh, you know removal of uh, temporal punishment uh, from God and there is such thing as it's called an apostolic pardon and it's very very simple I'm sure most if not all priests know how to do this but I was I was looking this up and Debbie you know why we won't get into that now but I was looking this up online just yesterday and it's just very simple uh, the priest just says by the authority which the apostolic see has given me me, I grant you a full pardon and the remission of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now a person has to be in a you know a state of, of, of sanctifying grace when they receive that. So presumably they have had their sins forgiven sacramentally and, and have no mortal sin on their soul. But Debbie, it's just amazing the, the beautiful gifts that the church holds out to us that sometimes we don't really think about tapping into. We can do our dying loved ones huge favors. 
I completely agree, Jerry. And that's why it's important that we know about these uh, wonderful gifts that we can give to others um, through our our wonderful sacraments and prayers and uh, everything that is very rich and deep in our in in Holy Mother Church. You know, I've said this before, Jerry, you, you could kind of complain about maybe people in the church or even leaders in the church, but please stand firm, stay with Holy Mother Church, please. So important. We're talking about praying uh, for the souls in purgatory today. Please join us on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. We'll be right back. On the line, hang on, we will get to you momentarily here. It's take two with Jerry and Debbie and you on a Friday heading into the weekend with I think a very beautiful conversation about how we pray for and sacrifice and make offerings for the souls in purgatory. Feel free to join us. We do have one line open, 833-288-3986. Remy in Indiana, you will be next, but I want to mention first that our friends in Excuse me, that frog almost came back. Our friends in Louisville need to hear from you next week. Holy Family Radio, WLCR, is airing their 2023 Radiothon next Thursday and Friday. So if you're listening in Kentucky or anywhere you happen to be tuned in, please support your local EWTN Catholic radio station. That's beautiful. And please give generously because we need Catholic Radio now more than ever. So as promised, we will move to Remy in Fishers, Indiana on the EWTN radio app. Welcome to Take Two. Thanks, Debbie. I really appreciate it. So uh, something I really just want to share with everybody, and the Holy Spirit kind of put this on my heart today. Um, Today is actually the nine-year anniversary of my my mother's passing. Uh, Suddenly from an aneurysm, I, I was very young at the time. Um, and so when I heard the title of the show today, it was like the Holy Spirit kind of hit me upside the back of the head, um, yeah. because it kind of set off a spiritual journey through my life and, you know, really asking the questions, because I wasn't, uh, I guess I, I really wasn't a practicing Christian or even Catholic back then. Um, and so I started to ask the questions on, you know, where's my mother? And that eventually brought me into the Catholic Church, and I learned about, you know, the importance of purgatory and what that was like. And so, I mean, my spiritual practice has kind of grown over the, over the years. And I found some solace knowing that both the rosary and the chaplet of divine mercy, you know, praying those each day are super important because we don't know how much our loved ones are benefiting from that when we offer it up to them. Um, another thing that I found that you can, I mean, because you can offer up anything in terms of the suffering or the work we do for the souls in purgatory. Um, for those people that don't like to pray all that often, working out is one of the big things I found that, you know, when you're doing that and you're struggling in the middle of a workout and you want to give up, you can give up that suffering, you know, through the hands of our Blessed Mother to the, the souls that are suffering. And so it's, it's a lot of those small acts that I think we often fail to realize that we can give up as well. Um, and then one final thing I'd like to share um, is that the power of adoration um, for the souls in purgatory. There is a, a private revelation from Bolivia. It's called the Testimony of Catalina as the imprimatur of the Church. Um, and in there, she talks of the fruits of adoration, um, that is a message received um, from Jesus himself, is what she alleges, and it speaks to the fact that in adoration, one of the fruits is that our loved ones who are suffering in purgatory are actually given relief um, for as long as we are in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that you know motivates anybody to spend more time in adoration, um, that was something that just really spoke to my heart when I read it. 
Well, Remy, as you know, uh, you're probably a listener to the show. Debbie keeps a running uh, prayer book uh, of the living and deceased. We're so sorry about the sudden loss of your mom, like you said, nine years ago today. What providential timing on this show. We put first names in the book if people are willing to um, to share those with us. So if you'd like, we can put your mom's name in there. We'll put you in there as well. And I've got a couple thoughts I wanted to, to share with you. But are you comfortable giving us your mom's first name? Absolutely. It's Stacy. Okay. Well, we'll be praying for Stacy, and all I can say, Remy, is I'm glad that God is outside of time and space, because I can still go back and offer those thousands of hours I spent in the gym <laughs> all those years, and the, the pain and the, you know, no pain, no gain. I wasn't thinking about offering it for the holy souls back then, but I did spend my share of time, you know, playing basketball and working out and all of that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask God to go back and apply those to the holy souls in purgatory. But you said a lot of very, very, you know, beautiful, I think very, um, it shows a real maturity in your faith, Remy. I know, Debbie, you might have something to share. But. Oh, I totally agree. Remy, I have to ask you a couple questions because this is the way my curious nature works. Remy, have, have, have you called our show before? Uh, I have, yes. I thought so. Okay. And you're you're a little bit younger than us. Uh, I, I guess you could say that, yeah, I'm going to turn 24 on Sunday. That's right. And you're discerning a vocation? Uh, potentially. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, okay. Kind of wherever the Holy Spirit guides me. How about that? Okay. Because, um, uh, yes, I, I knew I, I recognized you and your, your words because I agree with Jerry. I just want to say it again. Maybe we said it the, the first time you called. But Remy, you have a wisdom beyond your years. I, I, when I hear you speak, I could listen to you forever. So I, I don't know what you're going to do with that gift, but I hope you do something really wonderful for God. Debbie, I really appreciate those kind words, more, more than you can possibly imagine. So thank you very much. And, and, and you too, Jerry. Thank you. Yeah, Aww. thank you, Remy. We'll be praying for you, for your discernment and for Stacy, wow. your mom. Yeah. What an amazing young man. Absolutely. Did he say 24? 24 on Sunday. Happy birthday, Remy. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Early birthday. Yes, yeah, happy birthday. Days. That is wonderful. I want to be 24 again. <laughs> I, I mean, that, you, don't, you don't want to be 24 again? In today's world? Oh, well, okay, okay. But 24 was an, I, I remember 24. It was fun. Okay, so Michael sent this in real quickly before we get to the phones uh, again. Um, he sent the quote in, nature abhors a vacuum. He says, if we don't pray, communicate with God, uh, continuously with God, the void will be penetrated and oftentimes filled by the evil one. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Michael, for that yeah. very strong message that we all need to remember. We have to stay connected. You know who was great at that? Blessed Carlo Acutis. Mm -hmm. He stayed connected for his whole 15 years of his life. Amazing. Okay, Lauren is up next following Remy that just called from Indiana. Now, Lauren is a first-time caller in Rochester, New York, on our friends at the Station of the Cross. Hi, Lauren. Hi, how are you guys? Doing great. How's your Friday going? Oh, wonderful. I'm happy to get through. Um, yeah. I was calling to answer your question about how we pray for the souls in purgatory, and I figured I might as well call. Hopefully this can spread what I do. Um, so when I'm in the car and I'm driving past the cemetery, um, somewhere along the way I learned this prayer. I think it might be a St. Gertrude prayer, but it's um, Eternal Father, I offer thee the most precious blood of thy divine Son, Jesus, in union with the Masses for all the holy souls in purgatory, and it continues on. And so I say that prayer when I drive by a cemetery, 
in hopes that that could, um, I think I read that it released, would release souls. Um, and so I've also tried to encourage when I'm in the car with my kids that we all say that prayer together. Um, and to the point now where, you know, on my daily um, driving, I drive by the same cemeteries. So I say, we'll still say the prayers anyways, because God can use those prayers for other souls. And I also try to encourage my kids, and we say and pray for all of our ancestors that have, you know, we never knew, and for all the souls that have been forgotten about, because I think one of the other callers mentioned the same thing, that, you know, when we're gone, we hope that people would pray for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I do, to pray for the souls. Yeah, it's got to be one of the saddest things, Lauren, when you think about it, to, um, you know, to, to, to pass away. And, and, and if you go to purgatory, you go, have to go through that purifying process. And you don't have anybody, you know, on earth or in heaven. Well, in heaven, they're always praying for the souls in purgatory, but anybody back here on earth. So that's a really beautiful thing to remember, you know, those souls that are most in need of our prayers and have nobody else to pray for them. Debbie, go ahead. Absolutely. And I just wanted to share something, Lauren, because sometimes these prayers and um, devotions and, and practices and promises that come along with the devotions, they get attributed to certain saints and it kind of, it, they've, they've morphed or changed or, you know, somebody else added something to it and then and then maybe a bishop approved it or something of that nature. I just, I, I, I think your practice with your children is beautiful, especially passing a cemetery to pray a prayer uh, for the souls in purgatory. Um, but I wanted to share something um, and, and, and maybe I can't get into it in depth like um, our wonderful uh, Colin Donovan can do. Um, but just, just briefly, I want you to uh, just keep this in mind that sometimes these prayers about with with that have promises attached to them they're not necessarily attached to that exact saint so we're not really uh it's my understanding that some of these prayers were um aligned with saint gertrude and it just it it got placed with saint gertrude for some reason so it kind of changed and morphed into that and then there's questions about you know if indeed it it is a you know do the promises actually exist and uh, about a thousand souls or or 10 souls or one soul or, or how many are released or if they're released during prayers. Um, I would be, I would just say this, I wouldn't focus on the detail of that because that is not, we're not sure where that comes from uh, um, most times and, and oftentimes. And also too, uh, those are, a lot of those uh, things are private revelation. So we're not required to believe those as Catholics. What I would do is focus on that we are the church militant and the church suffering needs our prayers. So I just wanted to state that kind of in a general way for folks, because I don't, the, the last thing we want is for f- folks, and not that you're doing it, Lauren, but we don't want folks to say, well, I've got to do this because you know, 10 souls will be released right away. It doesn't work like that. And those details can actually uh, get us off focus. What What do you say, Lauren? No, I agree with that. Um, I, I think I read that somewhere, but I still think it's important to, you know, pray for right. the souls that have been forgotten. So. Absolutely. Right. No. Well, the only, and the only reason I'm bringing it up, because uh, Lauren, you didn't mention a thousand souls or anything, but if you, if somebody goes and researches St. Gertrude, that information comes up and it gets people down that rabbit hole of, of, you know, getting attached to the detail of things. So I was just stating it mainly for other people listening who are, who may start to research this, but I thank you. So I think your, pra- I think your prayer practice with your children is, precious and beautiful and very needed yeah thank beautiful you. call thank you mm-hmm. lauren for the call appreciate it so much talking about how do you pray for 
offer sacrifices for the souls in purgatory, 833-288-3986. We have back-to-back first-time callers. This is Shelley in Missouri listening on Catholic Radio Network. Hello, Shelley. Hi. Good morning. Thank you good for taking morning. my call. Sure. I enjoy um, all, all the broadcasts on EWTN, and um, I'm just responding uh, again uh, or responding to the to the encouragement for people to call in sure. regarding the blessed souls in purgatory, and um, it was so nice to hear that a young lady just before me uh, and what she does, and uh, that young man uh, sounds like he's a convert, and I'm a convert too, and so. Um, so grateful to, by the grace of God, not by any means, um, on my part, to become a Catholic. And so I learned about the Blessed Souls in Purgatory, and uh, when I, uh, in an adoration, I pray for them, and also when I pass by a cemetery, just like that young lady said, um... I say, I ask um, our Heavenly Father to grant peace, light, and refreshment to all the blessed souls in purgatory and to the souls of the faithful departed lying there. So there's a couple cemeteries close by, so it's it's um, an honor for me to be able to say that. And thank you so much for taking my call, and I'll hang up now. Okay, Shelley, thank you so much. Yeah, it's uh, what, we're, what we're learning from all of these beautiful listeners and callers, Debbie, is they understand the value mm-hmm. of praying for the souls in purgatory. What I mean is we might think that, you know, uh, Aunt Barbara or, you know, Uncle Javier or whatever, you know, they, they were good people. They're, they're going to get to heaven. They're, they, mm-hmm. you know, if they're in purgatory. See, because if, if a soul has to pass through the purifying fires of purgatory, they're, they're on their way to heaven. It's not like a second chance or anything like that. It's just the final cleaning up. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we can let our foot off the gas a little bit because we think, well, they, they were a regular mass goer. They prayed the rosary. They died in a state of grace. All of that, that's beautiful. But we can still help ease that process that they have to pass through that that. Uh, the suffering of any uh, remission of any temporal punishment due to sin in purgatory. So mm-hmm. it's we shouldn't just take for granted that they don't need our prayers. We should take for granted that they do need our prayers. That's Yeah, that's exactly right. And if you want more information on purgatory, um, you know, Catholic Answers, there, there was a need for a, a purgatory book uh, to be written. And Carlo Broussard stepped up and he wrote, I think, one of the, the best books on purgatory. So if you want to learn more about purgatory, please check out Carlo Broussard's uh, book on it. And you will really learn a lot about how we can participate and really help these souls um, get into the beatific vision, which is where we all, that's our um, final uh, place we all should be striving for. Right, Jerry? Absolutely. Back to the calls, but I want to tell you first that Beyond Damascus with Dan Demetay and Aaron Richards airs tomorrow night and every Saturday at 8 Eastern time, 8 p.m. on EWTN Radio. 
It's a wonderful show where young Catholic adults share their stories of life within the church, how much they're in love with their faith, and just the you know the highs and lows, the challenges and the joys of everyday life. And this week, they're going to talk about the humility of Joseph. The world is in desperate need of authentic fathers. And their guest is Devin Shad. That's Beyond Damascus, Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on EWTN Radio. Okay, so we will go to Steve, and Steve is a first-time caller in Springfield, Ohio, listening on the EWTN app. Welcome, Steve, to Take Two. Hello. Hi, Steve. Hi. Hey, I just, what's the best way for two? Do you need to mention who you're praying for for in purgatory and all that, or do you, or do you, can you just pray it and... It just goes. Well, I think um, I didn't go ahead, Steve. I don't. I don't want to interrupt you there. Go ahead if you were going to add to that thought. Well, I just a lot of times I don't think to offer things up for purgatory. I I do a prayer in the morning, morning prayer or whatever that offers stuff up. Is that enough, or do you uh, still need to offer stuff up as it happens, like, uh, like suffrages and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve, before uh, Jerry responds, may, may I ask, uh, you suffered a loss recently, huh? Yeah. Can you share yeah. a little bit so we can put your wife in the book? Yeah, she's uh, she passed on in July. and um, Well, she got baptized at Easter, and I had, she'd seen... She had cancer. She had uh, sacrament of the six three, six three times, and then the priest came in on Thursday and gave her sacrament of the sick, and did they he did uh, communion and confession and stuff with her, right. and then she had a bad night that night, and then she never really woke up to mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. to anybody, and she passed on Monday in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you're still right in the middle of the grieving process. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable sharing her first name, Steve, only because I have the prayer book out? Loretta. Loretta. Beautiful name. Okay, so Jerry needs to comment, but I just want to say one thing. Be kind to yourself, Steve. You're going through a lot. Okay, Loretta has just passed a couple months ago, so you're you're still kind of working through that and the loss. But I will tell you that through the grieving process, a lot can be healed in you um, with the loss of, of Loretta through, through these beautiful acts of prayers and offering masses, having masses said for Loretta and these, and these little acts of service. So like, let's say you wanted to sit down and I don't know, have a second helping of, I don't know, mashed potatoes. Maybe you say, you know what, I'm pushing that second helping aside and I'm just going to, I'm just going to, to offer this, you know, so that my beautiful wife, Loretta is in the beatific vision and you keep working towards that, that beautiful goal of the beatific vision. I just wanted to say that Steve, cause I'm a big, I'm a big believer in having masses said for those that have departed. My parent, my one, my dad died 12, um, well, 13 years ago, and I still have masses said for him on a regular basis. So I just wanted to say that Steve and know that we have Loretta in the prayer book, Jerry. Well, and I would say, Steve, um, you know, not only these beautiful things that happened to Loretta, you know, baptized at Easter, um, the uh, the anointing from the priest, I think you said three times in communion, 
this, God did that for her, but God did that for you too, Steve, because you get to see what I say on the show all the time. God is so gentle. God is so merciful. He just, he just wrapped your wife in, in his loving arms and says, you are mine. I'm going to take you home to heaven to be with me. And the way, the principle that, that, that on which we say that your, your small sacrifices and prayers can help her is because in John 15, Jesus talks about the vine and the branches. He is the vine. We are the branches. And if you look at a vine and branches, they are all uh, you know, in relation to one another in some form or another. They're not disconnected from each other. So once we, once we pass on from this world, as, as it says in the funeral uh, mass, it says, you know, that death, you know, life is changed, not ended. And so, um, you know, I'm sure she is benefiting greatly from any little thing you can offer up, Steve. But I agree with Debbie. Please just review in your mind and heart from time to time these beautiful things that God has done for your wife. And let that be just a real love letter, a little real kiss from heaven from God to you is what I'm trying to say. I'm kind of rambling on here, Steve. But I just it's, it's, your story is actually it's got a beautiful side to it, as, as, as sorrowful as you might be right now. The other thing was... Well, they woke me up. I was beside her. My kids did, and we were saying the chapel that she passed. We finished it up, and she about the same time she took her last breath. There you go. Wow. And, wow. And, and I wouldn't. I'm probably. I'm over sixty. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't uh, know a lot about this, but I started listening to Father Chris Alar stuff mm-hmm. explaining mm-hmm. the faith. And he said, a man's job is to get his wife to heaven. And so I went to my pastor and I talked to him. I, to me, I feel like I had a sixth grade education in this mm-hmm. because I, I didn't go to Catholic church, but two years. And uh, as far as school, I mean, but mm-hmm. between that, I listened to the Bible in a year. And, but he said, you get your, so I went last fall and I told her, told the priest, my wife had cancer and didn't know how long he schooled her personally with me as her partner in it and she got baptized at easter so i i, I mean there's a lot you know because i asked her i said you've been baptized she said no i said well i think you need to be and she, i said well, i don't care what religion what do you think she go well we raised all our kids catholic i would do that mm-hmm. and so that's what we did and it all worked and well so, yeah, there's. I think God was pushing way back then. I yeah. didn't realize it was going to happen this fast. Well, Steve, when I put my head on my pillow tonight, I'm going to say, God, may I die like Loretta did. And that is she got, uh, I'm already baptized, of course, but she, she got baptism shortly before all those anointings, the communion, and you were praying the chaplet of divine mercy, just finishing that up. She died. Um, Debbie, I mean, if any mm-hmm. of us can have the, the beautiful gift and grace from God to die like Loretta did, uh, again, it's it's a sorrowful thing, Steve, but I'm just seeing the, the beauty and the joy in all of this and the goodness of our God. And Steve, I hope that you will see that too. So yeah. thank you, brother, for the call. We really appreciate that. And we'll be praying for Loretta and also for your heart to heal from this. Yes. And it sounds like he has his children as well. So his whole yeah. family, we put your whole family in the book, Steve. I'm getting emotional. Okay, mm-hmm. so Barbie is up next. Jerry, why don't you start with Barbie? In Odell, Illinois, listening on Covenant Network. Hi, Barbie. Thanks for your patience. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, driving to St. Louis for my niece's wedding. Oh, and wonderful. And I found, I found Spirit Radio. Good, good deal. 
What would you yeah. like to share? Well, you know, talking about praying for the souls of um, and grief and what that's all about. I was very blessed to be in Vatican last Wednesday, a week ago Wednesday, for the Mass with Pope Francis that opened the Synod. And what struck me with all of the folks talking to you today that I heard is praying for the souls of the faith of the party. And the Eucharist that we all celebrated there at St. Peter's Square was really overwhelming, knowing the whole world, the Universal Catholic Church, is praying for all the souls. And, um, yeah, so it was, I just want to share that uh, we're not alone in our prayer. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Okay, well, thank you, Barbie, for sharing that. We appreciate that very, very much. We're going to try to get to, let's go to Michael real quick in Niagara Falls, New York. Michael, you've been holding for a long time there. We've got about a minute, but we wanted to make sure your hold paid off. Hi, Michael. Good morning. Um, I, I just want to thank you. Uh, I tried calling yesterday. Uh, I, I ended up, uh, my, I, my uncle died, and then my, my father and my mother had to move in with me, and in the process of moving from her house to mine, uh, mass intentions that were supposed to be said for my uncle and my father were never said, and to my horror, recently opened a box and discovered that. I have uh, gone and had the masses. Some of them already have been said. Some are scheduled for the remainder of the year. Uh, I and I didn't know I was uh, having anxiety over this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, I've always said masses for uh, dates of death, birthday, and everything. And one thing I want to point out: there are more so, more souls are released from purgatory on Christmas Eve than on All Souls Day. Amen. That's a great. Great note to end this beautiful program on. Michael, I wish we had more time. Stacy in Indiana, Margaret in Rochester. Weirs, you hear the music there. That's going to wrap it up for the week. But we want to thank our show team, Ace, our producer, Jeff, social media, Matt is on the phones. Affiliates, thank you so much for carrying the program. Take Two Family, you did it again. Another fantastic broadcast. Absolutely. And I just want to say to Michael, you know, don't worry about dates and times. God stands outside of time. Just, you know, have those masses said whenever you can and be at peace. And we'll see you tomorrow, folks. Until then, have a beautiful and blessed day. St. Joseph, please pray for us.